0: Hello and welcome to the Love That podcast. I'm Mark and here with me are my colleagues Charlie and Marcio. Hi. Hello.
1: This podcast is about all things creative.
2: Specifically, the subjects of design, digital and video.
0: With other stuff thrown into the mix. As well as being able to listen to us, you'll also be able to see us and what we're getting up to on our YouTube channel.
1: We're currently on our podcast set, which has kindly been provided to us by the University of Portsmouth.
2: With a big thanks to the CCI department who are helping us to film and record this series.
0: So in today's episode, we have a special guest. We have Claire Bridges with us, who is the founder of Now Go Create. Um, Claire, do you mind giving us a bit of a background detail about you and and, and what you do with no Go, Now Go Create? God, what a yeah, mouthful! Sure. Sorry. Yeah,
3: Hi everybody, <laughs> that's okay. So um, yeah, so I set Now Go Create up about oh, it's a decade ago now. I uh, can't quite believe that. Um, and, um, prior to that, I was, I was creative director in a WPP PR agency, and I went from running, uh, being creative and and running teams, mainly working on the consumer side of the business. So we're working for clients like Starbucks and Danone and people like that, um, and O2 for a long time and having to be creative myself daily. And then I became creative director and I suddenly had the word creative in my job title and thought, Oh, you know, bleep word out. Uh, What am I going to do now because I've got to um, help all these other people to be creative day to day. And I think it's a really big change from going and being sort of pigeonholed or called, you know, be your creative yourself. That's one thing. It's a whole other thing to have to lead people and help other people to be creative. So it's a bit of a horrible X-factor word, but that then started me on this journey of finding out about creativity, delving into the subject matter really deeply. I studied for a master's in innovation and creativity, and um, and then I started to realize that there was process and tools and techniques that I frankly hadn't known about and um, ways to help other people to be more creative, you know, using some structure and process, which I think can sometimes seem like a bit of a contradiction. Um, And um, so I did that for a couple of years within the agency and I worked across all the different disciplines. So I went from being sort of consumer expert into helping the corporate teams, the healthcare teams, as well as the consumer teams to be more creative day to day. Um, And then after about two years doing that, I um, jumped ship um, and set up Now Go Create. And now what I do on a day-to-day basis is help individuals, teams and businesses to foster a cultural creativity as well as really practical ways to help people to be creative day-to-day. Because I think sometimes creativity um, is this sort of we get pigeonholed into whether you're a have or a have not. Um, And I'm very much in the camp that we all have it. Um, and it's something actually that the world needs us all to be able to do better in business and um, you know socially as well to be able to solve problems.
0: Great, thank you very much for intro. Um, that was really insightful actually um, to understand how you got to where you are now. Um, so today we want to talk about um, how to create authentic slash original ideas. And I know you mentioned then um, how you learned about all these tools and techniques um, to, to help you do that. So. In terms of creating authentic, original ideas, how would you go about that process? Because a lot of the time, personally for me, um, I usually look around and look at different bits of work that I can nick, per se. (laughs) Inspire, get inspiration, get
2: inspiration
1: (laughs) from, yes. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I don't know if you've heard. There's a really good TED talk um, called Everything's a Remix. I don't know if you've come across that, but that might be one for you, Mark, because, yeah, that, that you sort of then, when you talk about original ideas, you know, you get into the whole debate and discussion around, you know, well, what is original and is anything ever original? And actually, there's a um, Mark Ronson's done a couple of really good podcasts on that himself as well around, you know, from sampling music and, you know, what is original. But I think when it comes to comms, PR, brand, Um, I think it's useful. There's a couple of things really there. I would almost separate out those two things that you've talked about. So I would look at originality as as one thing and then authenticity as another. And I guess the holy grail that you're talking about is to have an original and authentic idea. Mm -hmm. So when I think about originality, and I, I think this is quite an interesting topic as well, just to get into around how you define creativity, how you decide what original is. So um, there are several, you know, nailing the jelly to the wall of how you define creativity um, is something that I always start with when I'm working with people, because I think trying to have a shared understanding or language around creativity is really important because, you know, we can all get very, very... Um, subjective about it and it can get quite heated but what we're trying to do if we want to you know um, evaluate our own work and the work of our colleagues and then present it to clients or if we're doing that internally then we need to understand. So uh, there's um, uh, Sir Ken Robinson who sadly is no longer with us but one of his TED Talks was one of the most, TED Talk, uh, most viewed TED Talks which is about the idea that creativity should be as Um, important as literacy in our schools he said something along the lines of and I'm going to paraphrase here but something along the lines of that his definition of creativity is creativity is a process of generating original ideas that have value And the reason I like that definition is because I think it breaks it down into really manageable chunks that we can sort of grab hold of. So it's a process, which means it's repeatable. Um, It's something that we can all do over and over again. So it's not just something that sort of happens to us like a strike of you might have that strike of inspiration. Sure. But you can't sit there in business waiting for it. Or you might be waiting a very, very long time. So it's a process that we can all follow. There are things that we can do to help us be more creative. And that idea of an original idea is, you know, how original is it? And sometimes that's about context. So, um, you know, when most of the time, in most of our day to day lives, we're not working on something like Tesla or spacex or whatever the thing might be that would be considered to be groundbreaking brand new to the world but it might be new to the space that we're working in you know working at bcg it might be new to built environment where it's something that happens every day in a consumer setting it might be something that happens every day in fmcg but not in b2b so there's that idea of originality so how new is it is the question i always ask and then there's that value so you know, lots of clients that I work with, it's not always about a pound or a dollar value. You know, it's not just about selling more, I don't know, pepperami or whatever it might be. It might be about changing behavior. It might be about getting people to vote for something. It might be about getting people to support something. So the question you're then asking is, you know, what value is it bringing? And, and that's what differentiates, if you like, um, applied creativity. So we've got a business problem and we've got to solve it. From you know being Grace and Perry or you know Banksy or whoever it is and you know and and being creative for for its own sake for its own ends for our own enjoyment. So that sort of is how I would. They're the things to think about when you're trying to generate an original idea. And then when it comes to authenticity, I was thinking about this just now when we were talking. You know the world. There used to be a kind of phrase that we used we, that we used to use when I was in agency land. And you know this whole idea that your brand's not what you say it is; it's what Google says it is. And um I was just thinking about that this morning and thinking about authenticity, and obviously knowing we were talking. And I think, you know, that could be replaced with what happened last week um around your brand's not what you say it is, it's what Twitter says it is, with the um that the gender gap paybot is what came to mind. Yeah, yeah. And um and I was just thinking, you know, that's a brilliant example of organizations um, not being authentic, and the fact and the problem is now that if you're not authentic, you will more than likely get called out. And, you know, the pay bot, for anyone who didn't see it, it's absolutely brilliant campaign. You know, two women who um, literally from their bedroom decided to say, OK, everybody who on International Women's Day on the 8th of March, everybody who's posting about International Women's Day with that hashtag, their bot like went round and yeah. scooped them all up. And then they then, if you tweeted... They then using ONS data, you know, in an algorithm. So I love it because it's kind of creativity and tech. It's my favorite kind of idea, um, what I'd call imagination and maths. You know, you kind of got the tech on the back and the imagination on the front and just say Mm-mm, it's not what you say it is. So I think when you talk about authenticity, I guess for me, that would be a really good example of. And going back to the value as well with Ken Robinson's quote, is you can't have the value. There's no point in having jazz hands creativity if it's all, you know, washing of some kind, greenwashing, you know, woke washing, whatever it is. You will get found out. So I think that the the thing to ask yourself is, you know, the, the skeletons we've got in the closet, if you're generating an idea, you know, I would always encourage people to say, what's the elephant in the room? Uh, what skeletons are you hiding and like, what's the worst thing that could, somebody could tweet about you or say about you, about your brand or about the project. And if you start from that point, then you can start to surface some of these things. I mean, the week that we're talking here, you know, um, the, um, P and O thing and you know, this terrible disgraceful, you know, um, sacking of all those people. You know, that's something that does, can't go on behind closed doors anymore. So it doesn't matter what P&O does from an advertising point of view, I don't know how they're gonna come back from that, frankly, in terms of, you know, you can't say you're one thing and then do another thing, it just won't wash.
1: I think that's what sometimes holds companies back, isn't it? When, when, you're, when you're getting them into that kind of ideation stage is that sometimes they don't necessarily want to dig that deep, so they, they kind of play it safe Um, and that's where we end up with that kind of sea of just sales messages or messages without any real substance behind them and i guess the the kind of the creative process and the creative thinking process is so important in regards to finding ways to address those those issues like you said that elephant in the room um, and then building on that in a way that makes everyone feel comfortable and that horrible word of being you know along for that journey um, so in terms of like, like you mentioned and that that amazing quote about creativity and how it should be as, as as fundamentally taught as as literature and literacy, sorry, how do we help you know the the not typical creatives to think creatively and understand the power of their own creativity um, because we we've all suffered from it and I, I'm sure you have in your past you know someone will come to you with an idea and go oh you're the creative one you you make it look good or you come up with that idea so how what are some of the best techniques for starting to to get people to kind of realize their own creativity
3: yeah, it's, it's a really good question and I, and I think you know, there is not one size fits all answer to that question, because I think particularly, you know, historically, particularly in, I don't know, certainly the 25, God knows how many years I've been working in this industry. I think there is a, a sort of idea that has been subscribed to, which I do think is changing slightly, but is that, you know, he or she who shouts the loudest um, is the person whose ideas get heard, but definitely he or she who shouts the loudest is not the person whose ideas are the best. Um, and there's a brilliant book um, by Susan Cain called um, The Power... It's called Quiet, and it's called The The, the Power of um, Being Quiet in a Noisy World. And I, so I think to your point is that we're all different. And this is a really important point, actually, I think also from a diversity and inclusion point of view, which obviously we're all so much more aware of now, is that we also... we In order to harness different ideas... We need diversity of thinkers and diversity of thinkers are going to come from all kinds of different spaces. So I think, you know, the starting point for an organization uh, or a team or, you know, or, or a bigger organization is to is to genuinely believe and support the fact that an idea could come from anywhere and I think again in the in our industry or in the sort of PR and comms and branding industry and that the the stuff that we've learned over the past sort of 20 or 25 years from the advertising industry the message I think has been that you know if you do have the word like you say creative in your job title if you're creative director then suddenly that makes you a creative have like, what does it mean for everyone else who doesn't have that word in their job title it certainly doesn't mean they're not creative so i think there's a that there, there's an individual confidence and that can come with learning tools and techniques and understanding that god if i feel a bit stuck with the blank page i know where to start and then there's the cultural piece in an organization which is about um allowing um people to share their ideas and your, your listeners might have come across the idea of psychological safety. Um, and again, there's a really good TED talk on that. There's quite a few now. Um, but this idea of um, trust and the bottom line is if you want more creativity in your teams and if you want more creativity in your organization, then the number one factor influencing that is trust, because you can't disagree with somebody if there isn't a level of trust. You can't take a risk if there isn't a level of trust. You can't be the lone voice in the corner that goes, you know what, um, um, Charlie I don't think that idea is quite right or I don't think it's going to work or it is t- it's it's too focused on this and I'm going to tell you why if you're fearful of having your head snapped off so I think there's a combination of you know tools and skills so we talked about creativity tools um, you know and your your postcards and all the different things and ways that you can do that. And then there's the environment, and I know that was you know something environments that encourage creativity, environments that co- encourage creativity. Yes, they might have stimulus. Yes, they might have a slide down through the middle like that wonderful Lego building. But all of that will be absolutely useless unless you all trust each other. And listen, I'm not saying that in organisations that you know this is like you know um, that there's nirvana and we all skip around you know holding hands and it's all fabulous all the time. We know it isn't. But high performing teams know that they have to build trust with each other and their clients. I think you mentioned clients earlier as well, you know, in order to be able to say, look, go with us on this idea, because none of it's known. It's a lot of it's unknown. And so there has to be trust in the the building of the idea and then of the, you know, sharing it with other people as well.
2: I think I think that's a very important point, because it's not just the trust to be able to to say something without being afraid of being caught shut down but also be able to share something knowing that it's not always going to be the best idea either because especially in a team where we have a bigger team now and we have so many ideas it's only one or two that are going to actually make it to the client or actually make it to the brief and it's also about making sure that those whose ideas didn't make it to the final we didn't make or didn't actually um, fit the brief or whatever they are still value, they were still important to get discussed. And even though those, those ideas were not the final ones, they helped us get us there, they helped us to yeah. get the process. I think that, that quote, I, I don't know if it if was actually attributed to Edison or not, but he, he didn't find like hundreds of methods of, of doing the, the light bulb wrong. There they're they're weren't mistakes, there were steps to making it right. And I think that's something that we have to, to make those, those, those jobs or those roles that are perceived as not creative, that them being creative is part of everything as well. It's part of yeah. the whole company.
0: I think it's about their development as well. Yeah. So obviously, um, like you said, Claire, about there being trust for them to be able to speak. Um, I think they need that experience to be sat in that room to, to help come up with these ideas. And the more they do that, the more they'll be confident and the more they'll feel like they can come up with these outlandish ideas that, before, they might have thought, oh, they'll just laugh at me. Mm. But as long as you have that open forum and they're given the time to, to think creatively, um, then I think, yeah, I think it's a good step for them from a development point of view as well.
1: It's almost placing the value in your in the contribution, not just the final outcome. No, the it's like you said, it's Claire, the journey. I'm <laughs> not going to say that word. It's it's, it's it's having that safe environment to to feel you can truly contribute and collaborate with people in a you know in an authentic way essentially making sure that when you disagree that you can disagree and when you agree or when you think something should go a different way you can and i think some of that does come from exposure to tools that help people understand that yeah. creativity isn't just about being good at photoshop or being yeah. good at after effects oh. it actually
3: comes from your, your own amazing brain
0: yeah and i yeah. think it, it, it
3: oh sorry Sorry, I was just going to say that I think it's really important to say, you know, we're talking about um, we're talking about being in a room and we're talking about sharing ideas. One thing, if we can just take something out of this damn lockdown scenario, is that actually technology has had to step up to help us to have, a, you know, re- dispersed teams. And that I think one upside from that has been the kind of proliferation of tools like Miro and Mural Um, and a tool that I love, which is called use candor, um, which enables people to generate ideas remotely in their own time, without saying a word, without necessarily having to even be in a room with other people, and actually just as crucially in some instances, um, do it anonymously. So that there's no hierarchy, there's no bias, there's no shouting. Um, And so I I think, you know, some of those, um, some of those collaboration tools, I'm definitely now taking into this kind of new world of hybrid or even, you know, I think to challenge the notion to a certain extent that you ever need to have a group brainstorm in a room, you don't necessarily even have to do that, you know, you can work in pairs, you can work in threes, you can work remotely, you can work together. And I think, you know, a badly run brainstorm, if you don't have any tools and if you don't have any facilitation skills, it's actually just a really badly run meeting. And, you know, who wants yeah. to be in one of those? So yeah. I, just, I just wanted to say that there because I think that the technology has helped us. So.
0: And, and having something like that, that allows people not, not just to focus on it at a specific time, but to go back to it. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's been instances in my past where I've come up with an idea while I'm having a shower in the morning, and I, I a bit graphic, so don't think. <laughs> um, but um, to 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 be able to go put that down and put that into like a, a big collaboration like Miro, um and then getting that idea out. I mean, because it, it it could be the the idea I actually had was really good, and we progressed it on, and 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 it it. it turned out being, being a great piece of work. Yeah. So
2: some, sometimes the brain doesn't know nine to five, isn't it? Yeah. It goes to the back of your mind and, and it just comes comes on it. You, you wake up and you think of e- something. Exactly.
0: Of and and with, our, with our Love That Launch video, like creativity isn't nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's all the time. <laughs> it it yeah. can prop up from anywhere. Um, I just, just want to give you the opportunity to um, Provide your contact details for anyone that's watching that is really interested in, in Now Go Create. How can they get in touch with you?
3: Okay, so um, you can email me. It's probably the easiest way. So I'm Claire with an I, so C L A I R E at nowgocreate.co.uk. Um, that's um, we're on all the usual social channels at Now Go Create. Um, and you can find me on LinkedIn, um, our websites, um, now go create.co.uk. So yeah, give us a yodel. Um, and we work with all sorts of organizations. Obviously we work with, uh, BCG and, um, and you guys and, um, across all sorts of different industries. So I think, you know, these are key skills for the future and, um, and we love helping unleash people's creativity. So if you're, if, if that's your need or your thing, then give us a shout. Amazing. Thanks Thank so much you for your time much. today,
1: Claire. Yeah, Thank you.
0: Sure. See you all soon. Bye. Bye. See ya. Um, Bye. So that, unfortunately, that's the end of the episode. Um, again, we had to cut it short, but it was really interesting. And I think we took a lot from it in terms of, um, creative. There's going to, it's to be a
1: sequel. There's going to have
0: to be I hope so. I really hope be. so. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, again, if you want to join the conversation, um, Post in the comment section below the video, um, or if you're listening to on Spotify, Marcio, what's the email address? Hello at love.gov.uk. <laughs> Perfect, cool. Right, thanks again, guys. See you all later. Bye. Cheers.